The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulon Podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, I don't want people to think that because I am a positive person and because I have a strict but enjoyable routine within the gym and my diabetes management that I never experience down days. I can't express the amount of down days I've had. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Hello, I hope you're all well, and I hope you're keeping safe with everything that's going on right now. It's uh, a very, very uncertain time for us all. So I hope you're all enjoying your time as much as you can and staying indoors. I just wanted to leave a quick note here to tell you that the episode that you're about to listen to was recorded pre-virus. So that's why I don't specifically talk about the virus or refer to it during this episode. But I am in isolation right now. I am thinking about the virus and I am washing my hands. So enjoy the episode and keep yourself safe. For the entirety of this podcast, I want to speak about diabetes, redefine diabetes. But I want to talk about it in a way that is educational, but not too technical, that it's boring and I'm using all these scientific phrases where you can't really relate to. So it's easygoing and you're going to be able to understand it and relate to it. And you'll get a a real insight into another diabetic's life. So on episode one, I have spoken about what diabetes is technically and biologically, what happens in your body, what it physically is. So I've often spoke to people about how Diabetes is as much a psychological condition as it is a physical condition. And there are a lot of people I don't think that understand the true extent of how draining diabetes can be psychologically and emotionally at times. And I pride myself in being quite mentally strong. And I've learned to deal with diabetes over the years. And I've certainly learned a lot about myself through living with diabetes. But saying that, I still have really, really tough days with it too. And there's days that you don't want to get out of bed and there's days that you're really, really, really struggling with it. So for this episode, I just want to dive into the emotional side of diabetes 
and the psychological effects of diabetes and how it can sometimes be certainly tough to deal with. That was a longer introduction than expected, but I have my good friend Graham across here to introduce. Graham, how are you? I'm very good. You said it was a longer than usual introduction, but I was listening intently and you said that you've learned a lot about yourself since you got diagnosed. So what did you learn about yourself? I've learned a lot about myself. You you are forced, or I have been forced to learn a lot about myself. And I was thrown into this new way of living where you have to learn to deal with it. You have to take it on the chin and you have to manage it. And you are now responsible fully of your health. And my dad always used to say to me growing up, no matter if, if we were going through a tough time, me or my, my two older brothers or anyone in my family really, he would used to say, no matter what happens to you in your life or what you go through, you either adapt or you die. I always lived by that, but it was kind of, it's kind of easy to live by it until it's truly tested. And I feel for me, when I was diagnosed with diabetes and those years after learning to deal with it and trying to educate myself around the condition, that's when I was tested to learn and react and respond in a certain way to try and stay positive with things. Because we did talk about in previous episodes about your diagnosis and when you were diagnosed at 19. But in the following couple of years, how did you adapt psychologically to having diabetes? So there are various different ways on how, how you can adapt. But how I personally adapted to the condition and how it's benefited me was I became, maybe even subconsciously, I became even more disciplined than I ever have been. I've always been a disciplined type of person. I've always had a structured life and been very kind of straightforward with things. And I would always be very rigid with my time and know what I, what I was doing at a certain time. And I think because I was like that, it kind of fit diabetes well. But learning to live with diabetes, you have to be disciplined. And I think basing your life off a number on a monitor of a screen you need to be so rigid with the food you eat, the exercise you do, the sleep you get to ensure that these numbers stay level. Because if these levels are up and down, which they so often can be, you feel terrible in your head and physically in your body. You're drained in your head and you're drained by your body. And sometimes if your blood sugars for no reason at all can spike for the whole day and it's like a tiredness that I can't even articulate to you, Graham. It's almost as if a boulder is just dragging you down, dragging you down to the ground. Do you ever, I don't know, how to, I'm trying to think how to phrase this, but do you ever get annoyed at yourself? Annoyed at myself in... In terms of you're going about your day and you see your blood sugars are going up and going down and maybe you're not doing everything in your power to keep them level. Would you get annoyed at yourself or is it more annoyed at the condition? I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit of both. So the way it is, when you get diagnosed with diabetes, that's it. You, you have it. There's no going back. Now, specifically type 1 diabetes, there's no going back. So it's kind of like, because how the condition is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to constantly be, be attacking you. And based off the relationship that you have with your own diabetes, it's, it's something that you need to respect and you need to treat it with its deserved severity, and it will always try and throw you off. But yeah, 
the kind of person that I am, I always have high standards for myself and high standards specifically for my health always. So if I see my blood sugars going up and down, I'm yeah, I'm annoyed at myself and I'll rarely be annoyed at the condition because with type 1, a lot of the time coming to terms with the fact that you are now fully responsible for your own health, it can be hard to deal with. But when you, when you realize that and you can appreciate that, I think that's a big turning point for people because it's something that can really, really take its toll on you as much emotionally as it can physically. People often refer to diabetes as being an invisible disease, which is true. So if I walk into this studio for the first time and you're here, you don't look at me and see that I'm diabetic. And I think because of that, people are less less consciously aware of really, really taking care of it on an average day-to-day. Because more often than not, the complications associated with type 1 diabetes are years down the line. And it's kind of like people will often dismiss or neglect their daily management of it because it's kind of like, ah, my eyes will only be affected 5, 10, 15 years. My feet, my circulation will only be affected 10, 15 years. My kidneys will fail in 20 years. So it's kind of like they put less stress on managing it day to day because it's not visible to somebody they walk by on the street. So me and you, we've been friends for the last, say, six or seven years. And our main friendship revolves around socialising with friends on nights out and going to the gym. That's basically how we've become friends. And you could say maybe you're at your happiest when you're in the gym and when you're friends and you're kind of, you're going around and you're chatting to people. But what happens behind closed doors? Are there down days? Because in person, you're a very positive guy. What are you like when the door closes behind you and it's just you and diabetes? Just me, just me and diabetes. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because it's easy to speak about diabetes when you're out and about and how people respond and how people are curious about the condition and how you act around them and how you manage it when you're out and stuff. But the real nid and gritty of the of the condition is when you're alone. And it's kind of like, you know, if you see a movie or a cartoon and there's somebody there and there's a devil on the shoulder. Mm. It's kind of like, diabetes is like that, where it's the day you're diagnosed, that devil appears on your shoulder. And it's always there. No matter what you do, it's always there. If you're in an interview... If you're in bed, asleep, if you're on a first date, if you're going out to dinner with friends, if you're playing a football match, it's always, always there. And behind closed doors, you need to learn, for your own benefit in your own head, you need to learn to have a good relationship with it emotionally. Because if it can take its toll on you when you're alone in your room, it can easily drag you down and drag you into a darker place than you want to be in. So for me personally, I've, I've always dealt with it very well psychologically and I've never had too many issues long term with it in my own head. But yeah, like there are days where it's really, really tough and there's days where your blood sugars are up and down, up and down, up and down and it affects your mood and it affects you physically and you're just like, all I want is a break. Just give me a break. And... You could just be sitting in your room and you can get really, really bogged down with it. So a good skill is to be able to realize when you're feeling drained emotionally with it as much as you are physically and address that 
in any way you can. So I've been listening to a few podcasts and videos and stuff on YouTube or whatever. And they'll be highly successful people. Financially, professionally, sports-wise, anything. Just successful people. So a big thing and a common trait or a common suggestion that they all say is to make your bed every morning. I make my bed every single morning, no matter what. But they say to do that because it's like a good start to your day and you achieved something, even though it's only minute, but you still achieved something at the very, very, very start of your day. And this is now setting you up well for the rest of the day. So I use that making my bed scenario or idea. It's the same as my diabetes when I wake up. So when I wake up, I want to start my day with a proper reading. So it could be high or it could be low, but I need to correct that and I need to check it first thing in the morning because my blood sugar isn't in the right space or isn't in an ideal blood sugar ratio, then I don't feel good and I don't feel good psychologically. But if I set my day up right and I correct it, I'm ready to go because living as a diabetic, your whole life is based off that number that you read when you check your blood sugar. So that has to be in the right space or else you just don't feel good oh and you're one of the most positive people i know but you have said you do have down days so how do you pick yourself up from having a down days with the condition yeah i most certainly have down days i don't think any diabetic out there doesn't have down days but specifically how i personally pick myself up is i always try and i go out of my way or kind of push my way to do something that i enjoy to kind of get me out of that bad space mentally. So to give an example, I think I actually texted you the other night because I was going to go to the gym and I just woke up from what I call a high blood sugar nap, which I'm sure you've experienced it plenty of times before where your blood sugar goes really, really high and it happened to me after dinner and I didn't necessarily realize that it was going high because I was tired anyway. And I basically fell asleep and woke up and my blood sugar was through the roof and you feel awful i can't emphasize how bad you feel tired lethargic tired lethargic uh you just feel groggy and as if you you feel as if you've had about 15 pints the night before so i think i had texted you because we had previously planned to go to the gym or whatever it was and i said oh graham i just woke up from a high blood sugar nap i don't think i'm gonna go to the gym and then I think you said, oh, yeah, fair enough. Or how'd you feel? Because you wanted to learn all about diabetes. (laughs) And then it's kind of like you have these small defeats every day with diabetes. But when you have a small defeat, you need to have another win. So I was like, geez, I feel awful. I feel awful. But then I was like, no, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself here. I need to just physically and mentally push myself out of this little slump that I've got myself into. And I was like, no. I'm going to push myself and go to the gym because I love going to the gym. Got myself up and went to the gym, obviously corrected my ins- my blood sugar beforehand with insulin and then I was in flying form, you know? So I don't I don't want people to think that because I am a positive person and because I have a strict disciplined but enjoyable routine within the gym and my diabetes management that I never experience down days because of course I do. Jeez, I, I, I can't express the amount of down days I've had. But that's just the life that you live with diabetes. But And it's 
I think the key to kind of getting over those little daily defeats and daily struggles, as people often say, is having your own personal way to kind of drag you out of that, drag you out of that hole that you're in. And it could only even be 20, 30 minutes, or it could be the whole day, or it could be a week. But you need to be aware of when you're experiencing these low moments and just try and take a step back and say, okay, look, the reality of it is I do have diabetes, which isn't ideal. But the other side of that is you need to be able to say, okay, look, I have this condition, but I'm more than capable to deal with it. And there's a phrase in the in the diabetic community, it's I'm stronger than my highs or lows. And there's like a little kind of logo that goes yeah. with it. But it's true because inevitably you're going to be experiencing highs and lows not just with diabetes everybody experiences highs and lows that's just if you're if you're not experiencing highs and lows you're not a human being so it's obviously very common for diabetics to experience highs and lows you got out of your low by doing something you really liked you got yourself up and went to the gym would it be a tip to recommend to other people when they're going to lows maybe have that one thing that they do when they're feeling low but they know okay i'm just going to go for a walk and then they go for the walk and they get out of their low. Or I'm going to, I don't know, maybe play a video game, something like that. So maybe they have that one little trigger in their brain that will kind of get them out of their low. But they know when I feel a little bit low, I'll just go do this and that'll make me feel good again. Of course. And I think just to, clar- just to clarify, when we're speaking of low right now, it's not a low blood sugar. It's a, it's a mental low, we're let's say. psychology. Yeah. Two psychologists here in this year. <laughs> With absolutely no qualifications. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's I I think it's essential for you to be able to to kind of navigate your way back out of that slump you're going through. And if you can really identify something that you really enjoy to do or you look forward to do, it could be it could be something tiny. It could be going and making yourself a coffee or it could be going and listening to your favorite song. But as long as you have that little trigger to get you out of yep. that the slump that you're having, then sure you're flying. Here's one thing that always interest me because when I watch you in public injecting insulin or getting a little bit of blood for your blood checker, you've no problem at all doing it. And I remember when I asked you when we were talking about your diagnosis, how did you feel about injecting yourself physically? You were like, oh yeah, I just did it, get on with it. But back when you first started, psychologically, what were you thinking about when you were doing it in public? Was it a tough thing to comprehend? Were you thinking about what other people were thinking when they were looking at you? What was going on? I think for me, I was I was conscious of it and I was aware of the fact that, yeah, every now and then people probably are looking at me because it's slightly unusual to see somebody injecting themselves. But it, it never bothered me. It, but that's the kind of person that I am and have always been. And I think I was at a huge advantage when I was diagnosed with diabetes, being that type of person where I don't really care. I don't really care if somebody's looking at me if I'm injecting and if you don't want to look don't look I need to do it because I need to stay alive it was just something that I got on with and it was never really an issue for me for somebody who's completely different to me that's diagnosed it can be a lot more difficult for example my dad was telling me I think it was a number of years ago now he so he was working in a school and he he came home to me one day, he was a few years ago, and he said, Oh, can I, t- can I chat to you for a minute? I said, Yeah, of course you can. What's up? And he said, There's a young fella in the school who must have been seven, eight, nine at the time, and he was a type 1 diabetic, 
and he was having real issues about injecting himself at lunchtime for his food. And he had, he had, I think he had gone to my dad and my dad obviously knew that he was diabetic and he said he was really shy about it and embarrassed and he was worried about the other kids kind of making fun of him and asking what that is and this, that and the other. Because at that age, like you don't necessarily want to be different to other people because you're growing up and you're in school and stuff. So my dad asked me, do you have any advice for him coming from an older diabetic? And I said, look, with that psychological side of diabetes, it's really up to the person to try and build their confidence around their diabetes. And now it's it's easy for me to say that to you because you're, geez, you're nearly 30 now, Graham. Yeah, I'm touching 29. <laughs> it's coming fast. <laughs> but try, trying to articulate that to a child who's seven, eight, nine, it's not as easy and they don't understand it to the extent that you would. So, yeah, it can be tricky and I often feel a lot of empathy towards younger people who have diabetes because it's hard. It's, and you don't, you don't want to be different to people who are the same age as you when you're, when you're that age. So it's really, really difficult. Oh, and there might be somebody listening right now who's just been diagnosed, doesn't really know what the hell is going on, or maybe they've had diabetes for a few years and they're just struggling mentally with having diabetes. What advice would you give to them? When I was initially diagnosed, I remember one of the diabetic nurses, she was speaking to me, kind of going through things, and she said, oh, and look, diabetes is something that is always going to be there, but it doesn't mean that you can't live the life that you want to live. She said, she used an analogy of, it's like stirring a pot. So, you can live your life to the fullest and you can do all the things that you want to do and you can travel and you can work hard and you can play sport and you can climb mountains if you want. But as long as you're still stirring that pot and making sure it doesn't get too hot or it doesn't overflow, you can live your life as you need to live it, as you want to live it. It's something that as long as you manage it and you treat it with respect, it's completely, completely manageable. So I think if there is somebody listening right now who's struggling after 20 years or five years or they've just been diagnosed, you need to just keep the head up. It's it's easy to feel lonely and isolated, but there's a fantastic community, even on Instagram, that you need to connect with. Find people all around the world that are so, so similar to you and they experience the same things as you every, every day. So connect with them people and don't lose hope with it because... It's something that can add a lot to your life. I often say that if I was given the opportunity to never be diagnosed, I wouldn't take it because I've turned it into something that I'm proud of now and it's a huge part of my life. At times it can seem like you can never face this thing again, but being able to turn a negative into a positive is going to be life-changing for you with diabetes. Thank you for listening to the Insulone Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so each episode goes directly to your phone. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Insulone. And if you have any question you'd like answered on the podcast, you can email it to theinsulonepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>